0: Today on CityCast Boise, egg prices are through the roof, and that's got a lot of us asking, should we get chickens? Backyard poultry educator and author Gretchen Anderson is here to talk us through the do's and don'ts of backyard chickens. It's Wednesday, February 22nd. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Welcome to CityCast Boise. Mm, my pleasure. It's a pleasure being here. Before we get into the do's and don'ts of backyard chickens, could you just quickly tell me what's your chicken and egg origin story? How did you get into raising backyard chickens? Well,
1: it, it started when I was a kid. We had uh Twenty-one, twenty-two legerns, uh, and it was the way I made my my money as a child, and it was so much fun. And then fast forward to uh, living here in the Treasure Valley. I always wanted backyard chickens, and I stumbled upon a, a story out of the New Yorker in two thousand nine about people who are fighting for their right to have chickens in their backyard. And that fascinated me. And so I ended up really researching it and writing a book on
0: it. A book? Yeah, you wrote the book on backyard chickens, (laughs) literally. (laughs) And you teach classes, am I right? Like you teach a bunch of classes? I do. I do. I teach workshops. I've
1: done them from uh, New York to over to Oregon. So across the country and right here in Idaho. And that book came out in 2011, but it still has legs and I'm still teaching classes.
0: So what do your neighbors think about you being the chicken lady? (laughs) Oh, oh, good question. You know, I am so
1: fortunate. We have six neighbors that are along our fence, and every single one of them is uh, supportive of what I do. And of course, I slip them eggs quite often. So that helps as well.
0: Yeah, that does help. I'm a beekeeper, and that's how I've always kept my neighbors. I always bring a jar of honey, and and uh, everybody seems to be fine with it. As long as they get some of the rewards, they don't mind, you know, having some stinging insects around. Well, backyard chickens are so crazy popular right now. The trend even has a name, inflation chickens. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Did you not know that? I didn't didn't know that. (laughs) It's like a whole thing right now, these inflation chickens. What's it like to be an educator on this topic right now? Like, are you crazy busy? Are you like squashing bad info? What's going on?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. In fact, I had someone call me the other night and say, I heard a conspiracy theory that Purina put something in their food To keep chickens from not laying your backyard chickens from not laying. So you have to go buy that too. Did you hear that?
0: Yeah, I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, (laughs) there's like a whole conspiracy that like um, certain feed stores are putting stuff in the chicken food so that your backyard chickens won't lay. So you have to buy store bought. So is that true? Is there any truth to that? No, uh-uh. there isn't
1: any <laughs> truth to that. And, and I said to my sweet
0: friend, I said, I can explain
1: it to you from a biological standpoint and a few other things, but no, it isn't. And in the winter times, if they don't get enough sunlight, and the biological thing is, they need that sunlight to stimulate their pituitary gland. And then that tells their body to ovulate, which then they produce an egg. So they need like 12 to 14 hours of light every day to do that. So if you're not providing them supplemental light, they're going to shut down. (laughs) They're going to say, we're not going to lay eggs until we get more sunlight. So it's nature.
0: So have you been super busy? Are you teaching more classes than usual right now? I am,
1: I am. Uh, I'll be teaching four classes here in the Treasure Valley all through the month of March and then right into April. And I generally teach a class for uh, community education because I'm a real fan of it. I know you are as well. I am, my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I generally teach a chicken keeping class for them in the spring, and then I'll teach a chicken keeping class in the winter time or right before winter on wintering your chickens. Because new chicken keepers, the one thing they freak out about is keeping the girls through the winter, you know, when it's so cold.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because that can be kind of scary. You know, it gets so cold here and people don't know, you know, do they need a heat lamp? And they're your babies. Yeah. That's what I think people don't realize is if you have six chickens, those become your babies. You're out there hanging out with those chickens quite a bit. Oh, they're very entertaining. <laughs> very entertaining. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. And it turns out Boise and the Treasure Valley, great places to raise chickens, right? Very chicken friendly. Absolutely.
1: And chicken forward. In fact, Boise is one of the few cities that has an urban agriculture law on its books that allows you a certain number of chickens. And it's because there was a group of uh, chicken keepers. We used to do a chicken coop tour several years ago. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. And several of those people were attorneys. And so they got together and they crafted uh, this uh, proposal, this ordinance, and did a really good job with it. And it just sailed right
0: through uh, the Boise uh, city planning and all that and, and was put into place. And we should say the law allows you to have six hens, but no roosters. Is that right? Right. Yes. Well, for people who don't know, why not? Why not roosters? Probably some people have no idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> roosters are a cock-a-doodle-don't, is what we call them.
0: <laughs> because
1: roosters, it, it and it stands to reason, roosters crow morning, noon, and night, not just at sunrise, you know, and and what they're doing, Emma, is essentially marking their territory. They're saying, I'm here. These are my girls. Leave them alone. And so, you know, people don't want to have that noise all day long. However, I will argue that that's better noise than a barking dog all day long.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So for people who are listening, thinking, oh, I want chickens. Getting chickens is not necessarily something people should get into because they think it'll be easy or that it will save them money. Is that true?
1: It can be true, right. I do a little bit of work for DMB supply and they do chick days. And so you can go buy your chicks at at any of your local DMBs. And to feed them and take care of them and put the time into it and what, what we call brooding them with a heat lamp. That's it's some effort and it's a little bit of money. Um, And then probably the most expensive thing you'll do, other than feeding your chickens throughout their lives, is housing them and uh, finding a good coop for them. And what a lot of people don't even think about is there may be a coop already in your backyard. You're just not seeing it, right? Or the more inexpensive way to coop your chickens.
0: Yeah. A little shed. They just need a little shelter and and something to keep them in at night so they don't get eaten by raccoons or foxes. Um, so who should not get backyard chickens? Like what kind of person who is maybe listening right now is thinking, I want these. But like, who do you recommend maybe shouldn't get chickens?
1: You need some space for them. You know, you need a a, a good uh, a good run and a good sized coop, depending on how many chickens you get. I don't think anybody in an apartment should have one, although Emma they have chickens in New York, in New York apartments, but they have them, the coops actually up on top, up on the roofs.
0: Oh, cool. Actually, that's great. Yeah. I love that what should people's expectations be before getting into backyard chickens? And like, what do they need to know about like the time and financial investment just as a starter?
1: You know, you can go out and you can buy a, a $20 bag of feed, right, for your chicken. And it'll last you depending on how many chickens, it'll last you quite a while depending on how many you have. But if you free range your girls, if they are allowed to go through your backyard and eat bugs and, and greenery and, foliage and that sort of thing, you're not going to spend as much on
0: uh, feed. So it all depends on what your situation is. How much does it cost to get started with just a few chickens for someone? And if they need like a smaller run, what's like the initial investment?
1: I would say you can plan on about $200 to begin with. And that's with chicks and that's brooding them and then having a small place for them. But I think you could even get by with $200 worth of supplies to to put a, a coop together. It's not that difficult. It needs to be a box that keeps them out of the wind. It keeps them secure from those raccoons. And in our climate, Emma, you need to have a two by four for a roost. You can't just put them on a dowel or some something you got out of your yard, a branch or something like that, because the girls need to be able to splay out their toes and bring their breast feathers down over their toes so that they don't get frostbite in the winter. That's yeah. a, that, is, that does happen here in Idaho.
0: How many eggs can people expect a week? Like, let's say you have three chickens. How mm-hmm. many eggs could you expect?
1: Well, uh, a healthy chicken in her first three years will lay an egg every 24 to 26 hours during peak season where they have enough light. So you can expect from one hand... And a good laying hen, because there are some that aren't as good as others, um, I would say five to six eggs a week from young hens.
0: And how long How long do they live? How long do oh, it, the chickens...
1: Super good question. Chickens can live to be about 15 years old. So I think you have really? to have an end game.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do with yeah. that old chicken, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What well, I mean, I grew up on a farm, so I know what happens to older chickens, but maybe for people who are not familiar... Uh, what what happens to a chicken usually when they get too old to lay? Some people keep them as pets, just totally Absolutely. fine. That that seems to be the case. Um, I, I think the
1: oldest hen I've ever had was like seven years old, and she she was still laying eggs every once in a while. It's not that they completely stop; they just don't lay as regularly. And um, in many different cuisines, there have been dishes that have been developed using old hens. <laughs> so, so it's it's all up yeah. to you. It's not they're not the best tasting chicken
0: that you'll eat if you have an old hen. Yeah, I mean it's why crock pots were invented that's probably exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> for an old old hens and old roosters. So the city of Boise allows chickens, but what about HOAs? Should people check with their HOA first before getting chickens?
1: Oh absolutely. I think that that's very important. And you you can always look up your HOA uh, CCNRs under the codifers. And don't, I wouldn't search backyard chicken in there. I would search poultry and then, then something will come up. And interestingly, Emma, you know, in, in many of our subdivisions around here, they do have, they do say something about poultry,
0: but the one thing they don't say anything about are bees. Did you know that? Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes a big fight with HOAs. Um, I I was part of the beekeeping group that helped draft the code Mm -hmm. to allow you to have six hives, but yeah, people get in big fights with their
1: HOAs over it. Yeah, so um, it's not just one municipality you have to work with, whether it's a county or a city, but you've got your HOA as well. And if you if you're not in an HOA or your HOA has dissolved, then you're good. You're good to go. And I always say, determine how many eggs you want per day and get that many chickens. Don't go whole, all ham and buy 10 chickens.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're brand new to it because they are more work than you think. Yes. Uh, what breeds are the best in your opinion for egg laying? Because people don't maybe don't realize there's a lot of kinds of chickens. Oh, right there. yeah. Three,
1: 300 different types, different breeds of chickens, more than 300, actually. The two uh, best egg laying breeds, if you want, are the Rhode Island Reds. Those are the red chickens, and they lay the brown eggs that you see in the market. And then the others are the Leghorns, and they lay the white eggs that you see in the markets. But I also, Emma, tell tell people that when they go out to buy their chickens in the spring, their chicks, to not buy all Rhode Island Reds, and not buy all of one type of breed, they will likely lay different colored eggs. And you can directly track your chicken's health through their
0: egg production. No love for bard rock, scratching. I am shocked. I interview over. I I was like waiting for you to say Bard Rock. Okay.
1: I'm shocked. (laughs) Bard Plymouth Rock. They are great chickens. (laughs) I will say, they are. But if you want an egg machine, it's one of those two that I mentioned. But the Bard Rocks, I do like the Bard Rocks.
0: I love how passionate you are about chickens. What's your favorite thing about keeping backyard chickens?
1: Oh, right now, (laughs) right now, my girls in the backyard, they're the Supremes. And I have, uh, (laughs) I do, I have Katanji Brown Chicken. And I have Elena Cage Free Chicken. And I have Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And they, (laughs) they are such sweet girls. And I think they're pretty smart. Most of the time, they're pretty smart. Uh, I am pretty passionate about them. They uh, also are very entertaining. So it's nice to be out in the backyard gardening. I'm a master gardener and I spend a lot of time out there and, and they're a great company.
0: The last time I had chickens, um, like you were talking about them free ranging. Mm-hmm we ended up having to coop them because they thought they were family. They thought they were people. So they would come and stand on my patio and watch us in the kitchen, like look in the window. And then of course, poop all over the patio. And I'd be like, you have a whole yard. You have a whole yard. And they're like, we want to come inside. Mm-hmm. So they're very entertaining, very funny little things. So when is your next class? If, if listeners want to learn more from you, which if you're getting chickens, please take this class because I feel like you would learn so much. And, and there's a lot to know. Yes. And we
1: try to make it educational. As well as entertaining. My first class coming up is Saturday, March 4th at the Meridian Library. And it's at twelve thirty PM. And that's a free class. And then I ha- I'm I'm teaching with Community Ed. And that's March thirteenth, then March twenty fifth at Lake Hazel Library, and then April fourth at the Garden City Library. So all over the valley.
0: Oh fun. Well, Gretchen, thank you so much for coming on. And I will see you at Chick Days, fingers crossed. Oh, yay, (laughs) Emma. And before you head out, we have another Boise Pro Tip to share. Whether you're new to town or game to try skiing after many years of looking up at Bogus Basin, mark your calendars for this Friday. That's when the mountain's best deals will come out for next season. For newbies, adults can get an unrestricted season pass for $519, hundreds of dollars less than what you'll get at other resorts. The Bogus and deals run for about a week, starting Friday. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Leave us a review and subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more local stories from around the city. Bye!